John, dream big. You're all about like being a dreamer. Think big. Realistic dreams. They're only like five mil. Come on. That makes me want to throw punch you when you say that. And welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we are your gracious, gracious host. Gracious, gracious. Gracious, gracious host. Double gracious. What's going on? Nothing. I, you know, I'm just feeling good, feeling accomplished, ready for the weekend. The song just jumped in my head. Feeling good. Uh, 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 like, like I, I should. should. Bam, bam, bam. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't know the other words. I'm feeling revitalized. That's good. From your, from your birthday. Yeah. I mean, I'll just jump into my high. My birthday week. It fucking should be. <laughs> I really had no idea where we were going or what we were doing. So it was so hard for me to keep that in, to keep it a surprise. It was very hard. But like unexpected. I wouldn't have anticipated that. But it was a nice, relaxing weekend. We went to the Salamander. Is that what it was called? Resort and Spa. Right. It was like two and a half hours north of where we are in Richmond. Near Middleburg, Virginia. But it was like horses everywhere vineyards it was very relaxing but the best part of it all was that we were able to bring kobe our dog they greeted him as he walked in he like fucking owned the place but we get into our room they have bowls a dog bed a treat for him it was just so cute that was very nice anything dog friendly count me in for being such like a bougie place, I'm very surprised. Like you know dogs. why I think they do is because... The owner probably has animals. Oh, well, that. But I feel like the majority of their guests were retired people and they all have their dogs. And it's like very difficult to find people to watch your dogs, I'm sure. I so. So like Maybe. if you could travel with your dogs, it's just going to make it that much easier to reach a different clientele like that. The owner of this place is the owner of BET. She owns several other... Resorts, I think, too. Oh, okay. But anyways, very nice resort. I mean, it was a really nice time that we had. Okay, so that's my high, but this sweatshirt's really my high that I'm wearing. You guys can't see it, but it's a picture of Kobe. I got, I turned 30 and one of my best friends, she, I feel like all of my gifts that she ever gets me in my life are related to Kobe, but they're, they're just so perfect. She's a vet. No, but it hits every time. It's like just the best, the best gifts always involve Kobe. I promise not to throw this one out. Wait, what did you throw out last time? I threw out the Furbo. (gasps) Yes. Fuck that thing. I'll never forgive you. For anyone who has a Furbo, I I mean, I have a vendetta against them. That thing turned on by itself when I was watching TV. It goes, I don't know who's watching it. You think you're so important that people just want to watch you. I'm just saying everyone hears about people tapping in other people's video cameras in their house. That is a thing. I've seen like TikToks on it where like men are talking to kids via like the nest or like the ring cameras. I I yeeted that thing right in the trash can, which I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. But I won't throw that sweatshirt out. Good. Because it doesn't have any cameras. Just a cute face of Kobe. Cartoon face. (laughs) But anyways, you know, it was a good time. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It stressed me out. Anytime I have to like plan anything, I just get like stressed out about it. I'm like, is she going to like this? Or if it's a surprise, because I, you know, I can't, bad. I can't ask you for feedback. You're so just like, bad at surprises though, like keeping it in. Yeah. I like agree. Y- you couldn't even keep my proposal a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really know. I mean, I did mostly know. Whatever. Whatever. 
What's your high? What's your low? My high is that your birthday. I, I'm going to make oh. it my high too, just because- it That was, was your high last week. It would actually happen. That's why it's my high. <laughs> it went smoothly. My high is that it went smoothly. Okay. Kobe didn't piss inside the hotel. You know, nothing bad happened. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Yeah, he he was a good boy. What's your low? My low relates to you, and I'm sorry, but my low is that you're losing your mind, <laughs> and the fact that like you don't remember. Put things, me in a home. I told you this. Put me in a but home. But like it creates a tension between us, and we start fights. Attention or tension? Tension. <laughs> a tension. Like there's a ten. Like pay attention. No. <laughs> like tension. It creates tension between us because you don't remember things. Like you forget. And then you're like, no, that didn't happen. And I'm like, it did though. And then we fight about it. And then I somehow find proof. But it's like, you don't trust me on things because like you just don't remember. You know, I don't remember this argument. So I'm not going to. I'm just kidding. You did. We got in a huge fight over. We were arguing over the mortgage or something or buying this house. and Like payments and timelines and whatnot. And I just hate that you forget certain certain things. And then they cause I fights. I can't help it. I can't fucking help it. You know what? Give me the jellyfish pills. Do those help your memory? I don't know. I heard it helps with reducing the risk of Alzheimer's disease, which I don't know if I believe that or not. But well, we'll see. whatever it takes. I mean, like, I see you deteriorating in front of my eyes. No, what I need to do is I need to play more Call of Duty. I don't think Hear so. Hear me out. Yep. There was a I'm study gonna... for older adults who Sudoku. played... No, they played... <laughs> they had older adults play Counter-Strike. It's like a computer game. There was, like, multiple older adults, and it was talking about how their hand-eye and their memory and stuff were better playing that versus reading. I which thought I could, I that could helps that. with like carpal tunnel. Not no, I, I could see like your synaptic connections going and firing Ooh, in your fancy, neurons. Fancy, fancy. This is just your excuse of like playing more Call of Duty. It's not going to work. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. So that's your low. I'm losing my mind. My low is that we have to start traveling soon. It's not the weddings that I don't like doing. It's traveling. And I fucking hate the drive. Traffic. Driving from here to like New York, hitting like fucking $150 worth of tolls. That drives me crazy. Why is there so many fucking tolls? You know what uh, could prevent that? If we Flying. Just, if we just lived there. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to. I take that back. That's my low. Alex and I can't find a house. Well, we don't know where we want to live is the thing. Are we going to Raleigh? Are we going to New York? Are we going to LA? We just like don't know. It's one of the three. Yeah. We'll we should, figure do, we it should out. do a poll. Where Hon- should we move? Yeah, that's smart. Have have everyone decide where we should move. Everyone but else decide where we throw all of I our money. I think what we do is we just like have all of them open on Zillow and then like whatever house we see pop up that we like, we're just like, that's it. You're so extra though, because you would literally choose like fucking mansions. Oh, if I could, yeah, a hundred percent. I've been watching Selling Sunset and the homes that they show in that not realistic okay but like is it not realistic it's not because, realistic no, but like maybe it's not right. I, what, you know, one day okay. john dream big you're all about like dr- being a dreamer think big realistic dreams they're only like five mil come on that makes me want to throw punch you, when you say that. <laughs> i mean i mean if we work harder i can't this conversation's so exhausting that's all we talked about <laughs> During your little birthday trip. My little birthday we gathering. We just talked about purchasing another home that we can't afford. I just like those homes are just so beautiful. And the aesthetic of like the view and the infinity pool and the fire pit 
and like the heels. I just like want to wear the cool, heels. Yeah, like they just look fabulous and hot. The are you, gr- ta- are you, are you talking about the show? The realtors, yeah. Oh, Selling okay. sunset. Yes. Gotcha. Check. <laughs> Check. Okay, whatever. Anyways, I don't really watch that show. So you don't watch it at all. And I feel like if you did, I don't you would like reality love it. TV shit. It's fake. Right. You like Virgin River. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Virgin River and Ozark and Ozark just came out. Listen, Virgin River is what? a dream. <laughs> you love it. I do. I love the romance. I love. I, I like seeing you know people be happy, falling in love. Do, are they coming out with another season? I fucking hope so. <laughs> you like just love the nice shots. I would love to be in a Hallmark movie. See, that's the issue with you too. Is you watch a show like that, and you're like, "Oh man, I would love to live in like a small town in the mountains." And then we drive through that shit, and you're like, "I would fucking hate to live here." I gotta mow so my like, lawn. Fuck you, that. You say that like I can't decide. Neither can you, mofo, because you're literally like, "I want to live in the mountains and have a romantic story and and go to Joe's bar every day and I'll be a local <laughs> yeah. at like a regular bar." Yeah, I'm not asking for much. We don't fucking leave the house. <laughs> We have to leave the house to be a local somewhere. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a thing that I'm, like, realizing, though. Like, being 30 now in my, you know, and I'm so wise now that I've been 30 for for two days. Um, I just, you know, I I like the finer things in life, like staying home and lighting a candle. Like, I don't need to go. How is that a finer thing? How is that a finer thing? Then, like, going and being local. A finer thing in life would be, like, I like eating quail eggs for dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And buying homes and selling Sunset. Right. What you're saying is you like to be a hobbit. Sure. (laughs) You want to stay inside. No, not a hobbit, a hermit. Oh, (laughs) Was I thinking Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. What are we talking about today, John? We're talking about, are you a people pleaser? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, Just no, because maybe. we kind of, we, do- we dove into this a little bit on our last podcast. I was like, you know what? That is, that is Alex. We need to talk about this. Not anymore. Now I'm mature, John. No. Now, no. I've, now that I've started therapy, I've set boundaries. Right. Okay. Okay. I just feel like. The more I've been with you, the more I notice like that's your weakness. That is your weakness. That's a lot of people's weakness. I don't know what that is. Being a people pleaser, I've never felt that. Again, I would say it's less of people pleasing and more of just like wanting to do things. But I mean, you say that, but I just feel like I've been so much better about setting boundaries for myself as opposed to saying yes to everything. Give an example. And... I would say it's less of people pleasing for me and more of like perfectionism, which like can go hand in hand. I don't think being a perfectionist is a bad thing. I see you doing that when it comes to work, hanging out with people, whatever. That might be a different thing. I think for people in general, though, being a people pleaser means saying yes to like hanging out and activities and doing things with people, which I think if you constantly do that, you're taking away from other important things, you know, that should be taken priority. Okay. But there is a difference. Like when I say yes to do something, it's because I actually want to do it. I'm not ever saying yes to something that I don't want to do. I just like to do shit. And so I think that that's the difference between a people pleaser and someone who's just more of an extrovert is that I want to do things. So I say yes to doing things because I fucking want to do it. If inside I was like oh my god I wish I didn't have to go to dinner tonight or I wish I didn't have to go bowling or to this thing that would be being a people pleaser or oh I wish I didn't take on this project I should have said no to this like 
we, you have to set boundaries. Have I been a people pleaser more in the past? Of course. I think everyone has phases of their life where they've said yes to too many things or haven't set boundaries for themselves. But I think for me personally, I say yes to things that I actually want to do, which is a lot which of things. Which is everything. Yeah, exactly. I like to experience need, things. But in turn, you doing that is not only one including me, it's, you, it's you, also you're you're just feeling like you only have so much time in a day, so much time in a week, month, whatever. And I just feel like you're you're constantly filling slots of time with doing things that may be taking priority over something that should though. Agree or disagree? No, I agree with you that with every yes, you're saying no to other things, just like with the reverse. Every no that you say like opens up time for something else. But the things that I say yes to, I want to do. What I'm telling you right now is I'm not saying yes to things that I don't want to do. Do you get that? Oh, I do get that. Hey, Alex, yes or no? When you say yes to something, does that novelty wear off after a while? No. Up until the point. You're saying never. When you say yes to doing something, if it's like two weeks later and that time keeps chipping away up until the date it happens, are you saying you never once were yeah, like what like what is it you know what i mean is it a wedding is it a trip like i get excited the closer that it comes up I'm oh like, not the opposite i'm thinking the opposite i'm saying like as the time gets closer think, you like i think john you're projecting like this no, that's is, definitely no. me that's definitely right, me so you're projecting like you, but i'm projecting you no, saying yes yeah. to events for both of us no. and i'm like this fucking sucks you don't have to come with me like you just for instance you booked a trip all on your own without me like do you think literally days <laughs> okay. leading up to I that could, trip i could book trips if go, i go want to you but do you do you <laughs> Do you think that leading up to the trip, you're going to be like, God damn it. I yes. just want to. Exactly. Yes. So that's you. For me, it's not like that. Like if I have a trip booked with my girlfriends, I'm like, hell yeah, can't wait. But you have. You have definitely. Oh my God. Like, just say yes. Okay. You have. In the first. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I not win. <laughs> that's it. There has been. There have been instances in the past where of course you book things in the heat of the moment and you're like yeah or like when you're all excited and with other people and then it gets closer and you're like you know i'm not as thrilled to do this but then you could be an adult and communicate hey this actually isn't going to serve me and i don't feel like fucking doing it that's anymore. but that's your <laughs> issue we <laughs> finally dived into it that's your issue you it's hard for you to say no and then when you are trying to get out of it you can't do it you're just like there's not much I want to get out of, John, is like what I'm saying. Like, can't we just have this discussion in general? It's about you. No, it's not. It's about you because you're such an introvert. I'm and, not an introvert. No, you know what? You're a wife pleaser because you just want to do what I'm doing and you it's don't want to say a good husband. No, I'm just no, like, what does she want to do? No, My no, no. life revolves around no. her. Your life does revolve around me. Thank you for admitting that. But no, you just go along. And I always tell you, John, you don't it's have to I'm come so to this. Because I'm so easygoing. You <laughs> oh my God. Wait, something. There happened. has to be something said to, yeah, to be said about that. You're am fucking I, annoying. Am I kind of, maybe I'm a people pleaser. Exactly. I'm a people pleaser for you. Exactly. But only one person. That's fine. That's it. You know what? But that's also not true. Because you just take priority. I just really don't care about, you know. Wait, what was that meme you sent me the other day? Or it was a TikTok and it was like realizing that I'm going to have all my weekends planned out for me the rest of my life. <laughs> and it was oh, like it was... the guy sitting next to his wife and it was like 
the problem and the, yeah. it was like captured over his like life the choices or something yes, yeah, yeah, yeah the choice i made it yeah was, it was a star wars theme like in the background i was like uh-huh. this probably doesn't make any sense so i'll post it on my story okay we'll remember to do that i will post this right sure you will i will i will just post like this. you were supposed to post what was i about supposed to post? settling and settle oh shit you're right i didn't do that uh, well because which, which because i knew that i was coincide. right that they are different they coincide <laughs> This podcast episode is just us yelling at each other. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. Um, no. So I think we've come full circle. You're a people pleaser for me. And I just do the things that I want. I'm a person pleaser. You're, just right. You're, a per, you're an Alex pleaser. But I just think that you have to be able to set those boundaries for yourself. Because if you are saying yes to things that you genuinely don't want to do, that puts you in the category of being a people pleaser or puts you in a pickle puts you in a fucking pickle. Puts you in a pickle i think people are people pleasers if they when they care too much about what people think about them like they're afraid that saying no is going to make other people not like them mm. and so what kind of trait is that to have that it's just low self-esteem i think right i would assume interesting that that goes hand in hand, like low self-esteem with you saying, like scared to say no. That's what I mean. Like I, I wouldn't put either of us in the category as people pleasers because I don't, I could say no to things all right. the time. John, I'm going to fucking I kill you. I'm just going to agree to disagree, but I won't argue with you about it. Sure, whatever you think for yourself, that's fine. Just because I say yes to things, a lot Everything. of things that I want to do does not make me a people pleaser. Okay. You couldn't have two people further... <laughs> On the spectrum, <laughs> on opposite sides of the spectrum. You're just so miserable, John. I wonder what my issue is with, like, okay, I'm an Alex pleaser, right? <laughs> no. And, no, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm an Alex pleaser. And I, in for me, in my capacity, for some reason, like, that's all I can take. Like, I literally, and I think that's why I'm not a people pleaser, because it's exhausting enough for me just to be an Alex pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> Crack the code. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious though. I really feel like I'm just, I'm mentally like, checked out. From... I just am just an energy sucker and I'm just right. taking everything that well, you have. Well, I, I think I am an extrovert introvert. I'm an ambivert. So is everyone. I know, I but maybe more so introvert. I don't know. Like if, like I love spending time with you, love being with you, like want to make you happy. But I do feel like that takes all of my energy is on you. So like, I'm kind of like dribbling out some energy. <laughs> Like overflow from you well, to I where mean, I'm like, I don't really care. But that's where people pleasing like plays a toll in your life is that you don't have energy for yourself or for, I mean, it's having too much energy for other people. So by you having almost all of your energy for me, I don't think that's, that's right. I think so. No, you think that literally you're spilling all of, then what do you have? Like a toe full of energy? Well, I just like being alone. Because I feel like you hardly like... You say you're the giving time. me all of your I'm energy. With you all the time. It's like so sad then because <laughs> like I say two words to you and you're like, leave me alone. <laughs> Too much time with you. I mean, I never said that I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the little little that I have. And it's getting worse the older I get. That's what I mean. Like where I will be a hobbit. Maybe you have a leak somewhere, an energy leak. I'm gonna say it's out of your butthole. Oh, like, definitely my asshole. <laughs> Let's take ourselves out of the equation, because <laughs> clearly we're not getting anywhere with that. 
True. What are signs that you're a people pleaser? No, don't say fucking me because I'll beat this shit out of you. Saying yes to everything. Worried about other people's opinions if you say no. Feeling guilty about saying no or like feeling like you have to apologize for saying no and like give an excuse. No is a complete sentence. If you tell someone no, if they're like, you want to go get ice cream? No. That's a full sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. People on the other end of that, though, reciprocating the no, like, don't feel like they're insulting you. Right. You know, I fucking hate that. Like, I know people that if I say no, even in a nice way, they're fucking butthurt about it. I can see in their face or like they're they're short with me or whatever. I just don't feel like doing anything. But that's where you have to reevaluate your relationships with those people, because if they don't respect your response, like... Of course, there's instances where like, you know, someone asks you to do something, but like there's there's always been a good balance between you, like a, a good, I do this for you, you do that for me, like a, a good relationship between you. But if someone's consistently asking for things and it's like one-sided and you say no and they get butthurt about it, like you have to evaluate that relationship and be like, is this person just fucking self-serving? And they're only pissed that I'm saying no because it affects them. Don't get me wrong. If somebody needs help doing something, the, yeah. I'm going to be reluctant, but I will do it. If you need help. <gasps> reluctant, like it, depending on what it is. You're like, I'm not helping you move for the 10th time. Right. But if you're just asking me to hang out, I feel less obliged to have to say yes. Because it's like, oh, you just want to hang out. Like, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> like with anyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I don't feel that bad with that. But like I would really feel bad saying no if somebody needs my help doing something. Oh, okay. That's the difference. Just because like I don't feel bad, like, oh, you just want to hang out. Like, what's what's productive like, about this? Right, right. And again, like, I think that there's time and space for you to be helpful for other people and like, you know, spend your time with other people, but you also have to look and be selfish for yourself. Like look internally and say, is this going to be energizing for me? At the end of the day, life is short. Wow. Why are you doing things that are not filling you with joy? That makes really good sense. Does that, <laughs> that energize you? That makes you? good sense. Does that energize you? Because like when I hang out with people, I'm like, I'm checked out mm -hmm. after that. Like I feel like I just worked. I, I think it depends on the interaction. They talk about introvert, extrovert. Extroverts are energized by hanging out with other people. For introverts, it's like mentally draining for mm -hmm. them, but, where they need to go back and recharge. But that's where setting boundaries comes in. And it's so important because if you know that you have, you know, an X amount of energy to give to social interactions and you already have plans for all of that energy that you have stored for social interactions and then people come and they're like, oh, well, we have this going on and this going on. And you're like, well, fuck, I already committed to this, you know, X, Y, Z. If you overextend yourself, like, are you even going to show up as the the best version of yourself? Right. Probably not. Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. I've so done that. you have to be able to say no to those things because in turn, it's not going to be good for the people who you're with or for yourself. Like you're only going to disappoint yourself. And you're going to end up burnt out, angry, frustrated, depleted. So you're speaking to me like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yep, this is this is me. Yeah, coming from a people pleaser. It, it makes sense what you're saying though, because uh, like I said, I've done that before. Like I'll do one thing, and then I feel like obligated or pressured into hanging out again, like back to back, and I'm fucking miserable. I'm quiet. I don't feel like being there and I make everyone else miserable. And I think the older I get, the more like I'm more self-aware of like where I'm at. Like I'm not doing it to offend you, but like you, it's better that you don't invite me to something. Mm -hmm. Or you can have the invitation. Like, I mean, even if I know someone's most likely not going to come to something or, 
you know. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. I, I still think extend the invitation. We're always happy to get invited somewhere. But like you on the other end can't be offended. Again, if someone says no, you have to respect that just as you would want to be respected if you said no. Right. But again, I do. I still want to be invited to everything. <laughs> <laughs> just so you can say no to everything. Yeah. I will say, though, like you've taught me. Not everything. Not everything. I mean, and again, you still do a lot. Like you still are a social butterfly as much as you're like, I'm an introvert. You're not. I don't know what I am. I'm an ambivert. I'm an ambivert. <laughs> but I think overall, it's just being mindful about what is important to you, what's a priority and what is going to be best for you, ultimately. Your mental health comes first. First, baby. First. Taking the time to make a decision. Like, you don't have to answer someone right away. If they ask you to do something, you don't have to give them a response. You could always say, can I, I, can I, I take a minute? I do feel rushed yeah. to respond quickly. Or I did. You know, if somebody messaged me, texted me and invited someone, like, are they going to think I'm rude if I don't respond in the next like two minutes? Or like minutes? work opportunities, like some things that we've gotten in our inbox, like we'll take 24 to 48 hours to respond because I'm like, do we have the capability to do this? Like, do we have the energy? Is this something that aligns with us? Evaluating your core values. What is important to you? Does a relationship align with that? Does this work obligation align with that? Like, do these hangouts align with that? Like, you need to know yourself well enough to be able to draw those boundaries and establish that. But again, I don't think that you should rush into making these decisions either. Like you're not forced to do anything in life. Right. So there's no shame in saying no. Again, just do what you fucking want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just do what you want. Uh, yeah. It's shitty enough. I, I hate that people feel pressure to do something or feel like they're a people pleaser. I mean, it there's, comes down to that. Like do what makes you happy. Please yourself. Please yourself. I please myself. Uh, <laughs> there's something so freeing about not giving a shit about what people think about you i i mean yeah i agree no but like seriously i think that for so many years i mean you know me now being mature in my 30s i don't think i've ever realized that i just have always been like that i know john so you're I'd, just like I, cut from a different cloth you literally <laughs> have never cared you like no one is confidently walking around with that mustache and like your fucking fun day, Sunday fun day shirt. Oh, I'm sure so many people hate me. I understand. I get it. Do you know that I my favorite it. thing is like when people meet you and then and they're like, wow, you look like an asshole. But but when they like learn about your personality and get to know you, they're like, you're a no. miserable asshole. <laughs> no, no, you're very kind. You're sensitive. Shut up. You are. I'm not sensitive. John. I'm a big tough boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's it on uh, people people policing. That was good, though. I mean, that's good to talk about. I'm glad we kind of discussed that a little bit. Yeah, we figured that you just want to please me, and I just like to do a lot of things and please myself. <laughs> and torture me. <laughs> no. John, we have something to do Monday through Sunday. I just want you to want to hang out with me. I hang out with you all the time. <laughs> no, but like quality time. Well, you, remember we had a podcast you, about me time? Yeah, but you think that like just being in a room together is enough. It's not, John. I want to talk. Again, I'm like a cat. I want you around me. I know, but I just like want to talk about things and like make out. You just don't want to make out with me. We talk about things all the time. All the time. And that's what's awesome about us because we talk about talk, our future. Talk, talk, talk. And our goals and aspirations and all that stuff. But I want to talk more. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to what? Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> All right, Alex. Would you rather have mediocre sex every day for the rest of your life or the best 
ultimate greatest sex orgasm once a year for the rest of your life? Once a year? By, by mediocre, I mean you're getting like Am I getting five percent off? Five percent. That's you, not, you're not even mediocre. A, you're not even getting like a full, full orgasm. Five percent. That's not mediocre. But every day. So every five percent, you get to hundred <laughs> percent. And like, how long? <laughs> Did you make this up? Kind of. John, like. Well, because the question was kind of. I knew which one you'd choose, so I tried to change it. It was, would you rather have average sex every day for the rest of your life, or great sex once a year for the rest of your life? Well, so that's the that's essentially what you asked. No, I was low par. You were just getting percentages involved, and math is not your strong point, John. Five percent, and that equals to. <laughs> um, I want to say mediocre sex every day. So you're never getting off. But the thing is, like, I can get myself off. But then there is the flip side of it, where like, like I want to get off from sex though. So, dude, but a year? That's fucking a long time. That relief at the end of the year is going to be fucking amazing. I'm going to have to go mediocre every day. I guess that makes sense. At least you're smashing so you get some mental health out of it. And then yeah. you can just polish yourself off afterwards. Exactly. One year, that's way too long. I would be such a bitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> the majority of the year. I mean... You'd be so mean to me. Well, I mean, but the, at the same time, if I'm taking care of myself throughout that time anyways... It's not the same, though, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's not a great answer, but it is what it is. I mean, it makes sense. If I if I was a female, I would do that. <laughs> what would you do if you were a male, John? Like, oh wait, I would definitely do that as a male too. You would do like, but no, mediocre sex, like average sex, like you're you're only finishing fifty percent of the time. Oh, you're giving me a pretty good statistic. <laughs> do you not? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying you're you're let you're allowing me to get off fifty percent of the time. I wasn't even giving you that. You were getting like 5%. No, I, I gave myself my own percentage. In my brain, it was 50%. In your brain, it was no percent. You were like, I'm just going to get myself off. Like, just answer the fucking question. Yeah, you, totally. I would just get myself off. So you would yeah, do I agree. the mediocre sex. Yes. This question has just like gone too far. <laughs> All right. My would you rather for you, John, because we were talking about where we would live. Would you rather live on the top of a mountain around no one your closest neighbor closest grocery store is like an hour away or live on a rooftop manhattan apartment is jack's bar an hour away like from virgin yeah, oh River? yeah everything's an hour away like am i a local at that bar you forgot milk you have to drive Ooh, an hour I, away. I, I say that all the time yeah you anytime do anytime we go somewhere I'm like, that's why i said it because i was like who the fuck ever like you don't buy milk john <laughs> But every time we're somewhere, you're like, imagine you forgot the milk and, and you, you have to go up, a fucking this, hour. go up this hill. Do I get to be a local? Yes or no? At like Jack's bar. I mean, an would, hour you, away. would you go there? Everyone's like, what's up, John? You want the usual? It is how much effort you want. Into, Do to I got like one of those it. plaques on the wall? Are you going to put the effort? How awesome and cool <laughs> oh am I God. in the bar? That has nothing to do with it. Are you willing to? That has a big deal. Are you willing to drive an hour every day to the bar? I know the fuck Am you. Am I a local celebrity? No. At the bar? No. No one knows me. <clears throat> no. Oh, then I guess the fucking miserable Manhattan one. So you're saying there's a chance? No. <laughs> not. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're moving, baby. I'd be the most <laughs> crotchety the person in Manhattan. Okay. And that would change what? <laughs> It'd be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> So on to the next section. 
Give it to me straight. Will we answer all your burning questions? Wow, John. I'm getting better at it. Question number one. To give you a broad overview of my situation, I recently left a seven-year relationship for various reasons indifferent to my question, but when I was in that relationship, I was extremely focused on my career and her well-being. Since leaving, I've been looking at the man in the mirror, and I went into self-isolation during this time, trying to find peace my anxiety was so desperately trying to find. Although I control my anxiety more than it controls me now, consequently, I've become socially clueless on dates. I've missed hints on things I definitely wish I didn't miss. For friendships, I'm coming off socially awkward, making people not interested in talking to me, or they are toxic individuals I shouldn't be associated with in the first place. I've tried breaking the third wall, and it is definitely too much information too quickly. So any advice on this will help, or at least making it a joke to make light of it. I'm okay with both. I think it's great that you are doing the work to self-reflect, but I hate the negative self-talk. Like you saying that you're awkward socially and like people don't want to hang out with you or converse with you like that's probably just a story that you're telling yourself because you know how sometimes when you're in situations like you feel your anxiety creeping and you're like what the fuck why am i so awkward like you i think are probably building it up to be a bigger deal than it actually is like people probably don't even realize that like you're anxious on the inside Yeah. yeah but maybe consider talking to someone about helping your anxiety or like self-soothing because I think in certain situations like you know you could let your anxiety take over control especially when you're trying to like chat or overanalyze like how a conversation is going um and that's not something that you want to deal with so maybe talk to someone about certain like tools that you could use to help get over that I wonder if it's an anxiety thing or if it's like a self-confidence thing like Mm. what can he work on to build his confidence. You said you were looking at the man in the mirror. Tell yourself you're a hot piece of ass. Be like, I got this. They're lucky to be in my presence. Right. I think more so realistically, it's going to be you constantly going in these situations and just learning from them. Yeah. Repetition is going to grow confidence. Because being in a relationship too for seven years, you get very comfortable with that one person. And like you do forget what it's like to go out and socialize with other people and put yourself out there. So it can be extremely it can feel really vulnerable to start. But the more that you immerse yourself in uncomfortable situations, the better and the stronger you're going to be at it. What does my dad always say? He's like, if it's not making you uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah, no, but it's so true. So I think like the fact that you're actually getting out there is great. Yeah, you're already taking the first step. And like other people feel fucking awkward too. Like you're not alone. So I think you just have to like, if you just convince yourself that you're confident, like you'll feel confident. You know what I mean? You just got to fake it. Like that's fake what, it till you make that's it. what I do. Like if I'm like feeling weird in an outfit or something, I'm like, oh my God, people are looking at me. I'm like, but I look good, you right? Own, you just own it. <laughs> yeah, you just, just got to own it. Just keep doing it. Just keep grinding yeah. away and you'll grow. Or, that's, that's the best advice I could give. And then if you you still, if you're still struggling, reach out to uh, a therapist. They could help you. It has helped me. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. I have been in my current relationship since the tail end of 2019 on and off. He's always been the one to bring up marriage and I never truly divulged much into it. To give more context, we climbed Mount Baldy in California and at the top, he did the fake kneel down while holding my hand and tie his shoe trick, which I responded by yelling, no, 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 God, no, get back up. 
I felt terrible as that was definitely not the response he was looking for. I did explain to him that I just wasn't ready to even think about marriage, which he was very understandable about. Because we both lost our jobs from COVID, we decided to move back home and just keep in touch and not do the whole long distance relationship. After some time, I decided to move in with him. And before we moved in together, he wanted to talk about what sort of wedding I would want, to which he agreed about. This time, I was definitely more open to the idea of marriage, but I wasn't completely set, so we didn't divulge much into it except that I don't want to get married until I pay off my debt. However, we regularly talk about finances, teamwork, and supporting each other's goals. We are now coming up on a year of living together, and I've had a very strong feeling, calmness, that I absolutely want to marry him, grow with him, and support him. It has been two months of feeling 100% positive about this. My question is, do I bring the conversation up or do I write it out? I have told him several times that I should be debt-free by the end of the year. Admittedly, I almost made a comment to his mom that I hope to become her daughter-in-law soon, but managed to stop myself. I don't want his family to put any sort of pressure on him. Part of me also feels like he wants to ask my parents blessings since he's been very interested in talking slash hanging out with my parents most recently and has even invited them to visit in June. How do I communicate that I'm ready for marriage now without sounding controlling or eager? And what are some things we should talk about besides the generic kid conversation? Do not feel you know nervous about talking to him about it because he already wanted to propose to you to begin with. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't worry about that. I don't think you'll sound controlling, but you could be, I'm sure he'd probably be really happy to hear that. You know, like, you're like, you know what? My finances are going to be good at the end of the year. Like, I'm ready. I'm confident. I love you. I want to be with you. Go for it. And I think not only has this been a conversation that you guys have had before, but it's you're two adults. Like, this isn't something that you're you're not living together to play house. He had the intention of marrying you when you guys got together before you moved in with one another. I just think at this point, like you're probably getting a little excited and jittery about it. Cause like you are anticipating that it's happening now because like you're on board. I think communicating to him still by saying, I do see you as the person I want to spend my future with. Um, and the rest of my life with is still important because he might need that reassurance still. So make sure you know that you're still having those conversations about the future, what it's going to look like, that you're excited to spend your life with him. Um, but, you know, it's not like you have to beat around the bush and not have that conversation about marriage. Like This has to be one of the easier questions that we've received. And right. nice. Yeah. It's like, it seems like this guy's doing everything right. Like talking to your parents, inviting mm-hmm. them out, like taking a proactive approach and just like he's seen from what you've told me, you it guys seems sound like, like he's, really cute. <laughs> yeah, you guys sound really cute. And it seems like he's genuinely like doing everything right. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, what you guys should talk about, though, besides kids is definitely finances. Like you guys got to talk about it, which seems like you kind of already have talked about that. Where do you like what's your five year plan? What do you want to do? What do you. Your goals. Yeah, your goals, aspirations. Moving. Are you like set on staying where you're at? Are you open to moving? What does that look like? You know, even like boundaries in your relationship. Like what are you keeping in your relationship and what are conversations that are can be had outside of your relationship? I think one thing that we heard at a wedding, which was like an amazing piece of advice. I think the father of the bride said it. It was like compliment each other in public, fight in private. Yeah. And it's like you, I think establishing those things in your relationship ahead of time is so key because, you know, as soon as you start talking shit about one another too, it's like not, not a good thing. So, um, I mean, you guys sound like you're just a cute little fucking couple and, you know, just keep those conversations open, real and honest. It's all about 
What, John? Communication. Wow, what an episode. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we actually gave good, genuine advice there or, on, that or last not. Question, on that last question. <laughs> you, never, you never know, though. Ooh, but we did get an update from a question that we had last year. Give us a little, who, what question? It was a listener who wrote in about her brother planning a wedding right after her, hers. Oh. And she felt like the spotlight was... She felt like the spotlight was taken away. Yeah. Ooh. We have an update. To, so stay tuned. Stay next tuned. Week. We'll next do it next week. week. Uh, before we go, though, I do want to read a review. Read it. Read it. Guys, I've been appreciating all the reviews. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. You know, I'm going to read this one because it's easy. I'm going to give another one. These two are the best, except what she wrote was, I absolutely love Alex. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> love you too. Uh, CL Rock 113. Oh, so it might not be a girl. Might be a guy, oh, John. That's true. That's you true. You might have some competition. Okay. <laughs> but another one. Laugh out loud. Funny. Five stars from A Rider 06. I came to the show for succession talk interview, but their would you rather made me laugh out loud and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> and that was our episode with Taylor and James. We love them. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate any reviews that you have for us. Only like only subscribe, good ones. email. Also, just to let you know, so now not only are we on Spotify and iTunes, but we are on Amazon Music now. Are we there for sure? Yeah, for sure. We're also on Google, I think. Oh, I have no idea. We don't even know. Well, Amazon Music for sure. Wherever you're tuning in, thank you for listening. Thank you. Share us with your friends and give us those five stars. We we appreciate it. But if you guys want to send us any emails, you could reach us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at giveittomestraightpodcast. And you can find us on TikTok at giveittomestraight. We will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.